I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Soap News Weekly. We are AfterBuzz TV's entertainment news for all of your favorite soap operas. I'm Tammy Govea. And I'm Chelsea Overacker. And hello, chat room people. Hi. We have, like, quite a few people in the chat room. We do. We our, do. Our diehards, we have Kenneth Clark. And we have Annie going. Hi, Miss Annie. How are you feeling? Hi. I know you were under the weather last week. Aw, poor Annie. I know. Hope you are feeling better. And we have Deedles. Oh. Deedles bug. What does Deedle say? Is there any truth to the rumor Michelle Stafford leaving and moving over to Days of Our Lives? Holy moly. Oh, I haven't, heard, I that haven't one. heard that one either. I don't know. But, you know, wherever she goes, she's just going to be a tornado of oh, insane talent. Yeah, so, absolutely. Days of Our Lives would be lucky to have her. But Deedles, we haven't heard. No. We haven't heard. When we do hear something, though, we will let that you we know. we can confirm. We could confirm. We will let you know. <laughs> we will let you that know. That is why we're here. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Chelsea. What did you think of the week? Oh, God. You know, it was our ups and downs. The last couple of weeks have just been sad with some names. I know. And it just I keeps know. hitting. Yeah. Um, February blues, honestly. February blues. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. But yeah. let's get into the news, shall we? We shall. Okay. Let's start with the bold and the beautiful. <gasps> okay. Let's do our, our model session. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> I wonder why models don't smile. I don't know. That's hard for me because I always smile. I know, I know. So. <laughs> okay, we're going to start off with some really huge sad news. Co-creator of The Bold and the Beautiful and Young and the Restless, oh, Miss Lee Philip Bell passed away yeah. um, at the age of 91. Now, Lee was married to Bill Bell, and together they co-created those two daytime soap operas that we all Mm -hmm. know and love. Again, she was 91 years old, and her children came out with a statement saying, Our mother was a loving and supportive wife, mother and grandmother, gracious and kind. She enriched the lives of all who knew her. We will miss her tremendously. Mm -hmm. Now, what's fascinating is I was reading up on Lee. I mean, I knew of her, you know, from being co-creator of of Bold and Beautiful and Young and the Restless. But I didn't know that she was a journalist and host that those were her origins. Yep. And she had her own talk show on TV called The Lee Phillips Show. It was on CBS for over 30 years. She interviewed the likes of Gerald Ford, Ronald Reagan, Judy Garland, Clint Eastwood, Jerry Lewis, even rock folks like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. The Beatles? The Beatles! Oh, my loving word. So... You know, I had reached out to some of the the daytime actors and, you know, just expressing my my sadness. And one in particular said, while while it's it is extremely sad and the loss is profound, she she enriched so many lives. Her Mm -hmm. kindness and her generosity just affected hundreds and hundreds of not just cast, but crew and you know her legacy both she and bill's legacy is is there are no words 
There are no words. Yeah, social media was blowing up, especially with a lot of the soap stars from YNR. They were posting... Um, just, just they felt so honored to even know her. You know, to have that kind of impact yeah. from just knowing someone, having met them, having interacted with them, and walking away profoundly affected mm-hmm. and changed by them is is a legacy in and of itself. And I know Melody Thomas Scott tweeted, we are all devastated by the passing of Lee Philip Bell, a television pioneer, so true, Mm -hmm. and powerhouse in her own right. She elevated daytime television in co-creating The Young and the Restless with her equally iconic husband, Bill Bell. This, we sadly mourn this matriarch. And I love that term of her being a matriarch. And Scott Clifton from The Bold and the Beautiful tweeted, on a day like this, and for a woman like her, there is an emotional symmetry we all feel between the deep sadness of loss and the piercing gratitude Mm -hmm. for what she's bequeathed to us. Hope, love, and a thousand adventures that can never be taken away. Oh, my goosebumps. These people's careers are all due in part to her Her. and Bill and what they created on Bold and Beautiful and the Young and the Restless. That's amazing. It's amazing. So, you know, our well wishes to the family, obviously, you know, to the cast and crew who who are mourning Lee, but also celebrating her legacy. Celebrate the legacy. legacy. Yes. The best. The absolute best. Courtney Hope. We love Miss Courtney Hope. Oh, gosh. You know, from The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, I didn't know this. I mean, I knew that Courtney was into fitness. You know, she posts on Instagram all the time about, Mm -hmm. you know, health and wellness, mental health and wellness tying in with physical health and wellness is paramount in her life. Well, she also teaches cardio bar. Yes. Wow. Here in Los Angeles. So I actually, I, I, I reached out to her. I'm like, do you want to share where you're teaching? Because it's new. She, I mean, she's, she taught in the past and her post on Instagram said, I'm back, back teaching. I love it so much and happy to be back. So I'm not sure where she's teaching here in Los Angeles, but if she gives us specifics on where she's teaching, we will absolutely let everyone know. Because I know she's she's got to be a phenomenal teacher. Uh, I was thinking we should take a class. Oh, I would love to take a class. Are you kidding? Wow. If I find out the scoop, okay. that, that would be a cardio fun. bar. Oh, gosh. Soap News Weekly in the studio yes. doing something a little different. Groaning a little bit because <laughs> I'm not that limber, but, you know. Oh, we will give it an A for effort that'd be for a great, sure. That would be a great TikTok. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hashtag goals. That's that's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Another thing that's fantastic is our bold and beautiful recap that we hear ha- that we have here at AfterBuzz. It's called the Bold Breakdown, hosted by James Lott Jr. and myself. Now the next one will be on Sunday, March fifteenth at two p.m. So make sure and check it out if you are a fan of the Bold and the Beautiful and want to get involved in a community of fans that love to recap and. And get involved about what happened during the week and weeks. Bold Breakdown Sunday, March 15th is the next one. So check it out. Check it. Yes. All right. Time for some days of our lives. Just kind of want to orchestrate. 
All right. Well, Tammy, Nada Bjorlin is going to be back on the canvas. You just never know. You're returning back I'm at telling Chloe you, Lane. When she left Days, we were all, what, the haystack? And then, you know, she was on the the, 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 the stream. Du- yep. You know, that was great. She Oh, yes, because I binge-watched that all last week. And it was good. It's really good. It is good. Solid stuff. You guys need to check it out. So we don't have an exact air date on when she'll be returning, but she is back as Chloe Lane. So just keep watching because you know she's the uh, the tea spiller. She is the tea spiller. Tony more likes to call her that a tea spiller. And I just got to say, if Chloe's coming back, I want Philip back. I know that's what everyone says. After watching the dual app, Nadia and Jay. They have it. I just, I miss it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> With those teen days, the last blast reunion, I, oh, I just miss them so much. So I hope both of them can return back on the canvas. I do too. Fingers crossed. It was Fingers such a great crossed. idea. It was great. To start putting this content on the, you know, streaming like this. Yeah. 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 Great. So, great idea. Great. But it's also going to be great to have her back in Salem. Robert Scott Wilson shared on his social media with Galen, he is leaving Salem. He left. Yes. But he posted, miss you already, old sport. Who else is going to lift up Slick Nick after his <laughs> failed jokes? I love this picture. This is such a great picture. And I think we actually reposted we it. We did. Yeah, on, you reposted it. Weekly. And Soap News Weekly did. Yeah. It's like sinners, you know, our captain is given an extra flex. It is. Just for us. Sinner lovers. I, I haven't seen the tweets because everyone wants... <laughs> Sin to be on our after show for Dish and Days. So, Sinners, there you go. We will do what we can. And I love this, you know, behind the scenes. Me too. Because there's so much fun stuff that goes on in the hair and makeup mm-hmm. room. I agree. It, it's, it's just great. It's great to get this content. It is great to get this content. Well, another thing behind the scenes that I love is Sal Stowers posted a cute picture of her and Lamone Archie, and she shared, big day for Alani lovers. My cu- power couple is back. <laughs> So I'm glad they're back together. Did you see that cute little selfie it's of so them? It's so sweet. So yes. adorable. Their little eyes closed. Well, I don't know. Is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Yep, his eyes are closed. His eyes are closed, Both too. of his are closed, yeah, actually. I knew hers were. Yeah. Aww. Very sweet. Just gotta love love. Yeah. And you know, with everything, all the changes going on, on days of our lives. It's like, well, who's going to be back? Who is staying? Right? Who's getting back together? But it's honestly about time. I'm happy that yes. they're thrilled. together. Absolutely so, thrilled. Another thing that I'm thrilled about is our after show that we have here. It's so on good. Sundays. I just love hosting with you, Tony, Aww. Michael. You guys are great. It's so great. James, when he joins us. Yes. It's awesome, Mark. And Mark. Can't forget Mark. Yeah, five years. Dish and Day celebrated five its five-year anniversary. Yeah. Mr. Tony Moore has been kicking butt and taking names for five years and has created a phenomenal right. after show. He has. With a very loyal fan base. Oh, yeah. Very loyal fan base. Yeah. I've When I came on the show, I just said, oh, wow, I felt so welcome. So yeah. everyone here is wonderful. But, of course, you guys know where to find us. We're on Sundays, 3.15 p.m. Be sure to check it out. Dish and Days. Sure check it out. And let's also go back into the chat room let's, for just yeah. a couple of seconds. So Dwight... Um, also said Lee Philip Bell, rest in peace. And then um, let's see who else. We have Kenneth. Um, Courtney, a.k.a. Sally, is doing such a great job in the storyline. She's doing amazing. OMG. Oh, I know yes. you don't watch Bold and the Beautiful. No. But her performances 
the last couple of weeks have just been through the roof. And we always knew she was capable of amazing stuff, yes. but the writers just weren't giving her the content that we wanted her to yeah. have. Yep. So now she's she got has it, it and she's hitting it out of the park. Oh, I love it when they do that. I know. So good. So, Dwight, we absolutely agree with you. Malcolm also says, rest in peace, Mama Lee Bell. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yes. And Annie, yes, I did not forget Mark. <laughs> Mark. No, we can't you, you forget, can't forget Mark. Mark. <laughs> All right, let's check out some news from General Hospital. We shall. All right, what are we this week? I'll just be on a motorcycle oh, yes. again. Yes, and I'll just be doing my princess wave. <laughs> Okay, General Hospital has got a convention coming up that's going to be May 29th through the 31st at the Los Angeles Marriott Burbank Airport Hotel. Mm-hmm. Make sure to go to generalhospitalconvention.com for more information as to how to get the tickets and what's available. Um, Ryan, do we have that that video that they posted on Instagram regarding the convention? We do. Okay. Awesome, because this is such a great promo. And I love that they're starting to do more of this. They're taking advantage of Instagram, and they're posting fan events and that sort of thing. So let's take a look at this stuff. GH Super fans, we're back. The fourth annual General Hospital Convention returns to Burbank, California, May 29th through the 31st. Go to generalhospitalconvention.com for all the details. That's fantastic. Again, go yes. to generalhospitalconvention.com. It's going to be May 29th through the 31st. I'd love to go. That sounds awesome. Oh, my God. I would love to go. Okay. And we want to wish some happy birthdays mm. to Ms. Leslie Charlson. Now, I I wrote a lot about her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's just a happy birthday, but she created the iconic role of Monica Quartermain in 1977 on General Hospital. But I have to say that she began her daytime career in 1964 on the soap opera A Flame in the Wind. Wow. Never heard of it. Neither have I. Then in 1966, she was on As the World Turns, which we've heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, then 67 to 70, the soap opera Love is a Many Splendored Thing. Now, this was back in the day when there were, I don't know, 40 soap operas going on at one time. Apparently. And then I know her also from, she was in so many wonderful classic television shows like Mm -hmm. The Wild Wild West, The Streets of San Francisco, Mm -hmm. Emergency. She was all over television. Leslie, you are iconic on GH, but just a television actress in general, we wish you all the very best. Happy birthday. Aww. Fan of General Hospital, it's so good. It's so good right now, you guys. And if you want to recap, Sundays, 6.15 p.m. is called the GH Report. you got to check it out. you got to get involved because there's so much to talk about. So, again, Sundays, 6.15 p.m. for the GH Report. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you. Now, time to get into some Y&R. Oh, here we go. I love it. I hope somebody turns that into a GIF. Oh, yes, they should. On it. <laughs> we did a little 
summertime just to keep sure you guys got it. Oh, right. And I was I hesitated saying GIF or GIF because I remember Day of Days yeah. when we did the word. And it was... It, Nobody knew it was great. It, it was, was such a great exercise oh, with with um, Victoria and Rob. That's funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, with how you pronounce yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lindsay Fonseca, who played Colleen, is going to star in Turner and Hooch reboot, and she's going to be as one of the female leads. And it's going to happen on Disney Plus, and she's starring opposite of Josh Peck. That's fantastic! I love it. Oh my god, child star. Her name's her character's name is Laura, who is a single mom and a dog lover. When she uncovers that her dad's death might have been orchestrated, oh. she'll put everything on the line to uncover the truth. So it sounds like it's. Like a little bit of a mystery. A moida mystery. Ooh, so that would be great to see her in that role. And then we did touch on this um, with stars that were tweeting about Lee Philip Bell. Michelle Stafford was one of them. And she shared the first picture is from the famous Bell Christmas party. I had been on the show for about a year. Oh, my gosh. This is such a great photo. Lee. Podcast listeners, if you you know, you can't see this. So you'll have to actually. You you need to see it. Yeah, you need to go on YouTube and and Soap News Weekly and take a look at these such amazing photos. It is. And it's also on Michelle's Instagram. And she said Lee would open up her home every single year to every single person who worked on the show and their families. Who does that? And get this, in 2016, shortly after my son was born, and she was on YNR during this time, I received a personal handwritten note from her telling me how excited she was for me to have a second child and how much she missed me. Aww. So she wasn't even on the canvas. She wasn't part of YNR during that time. And Belle reached out to her. And still said, congratulations. I, You know, that's called grace. Lee had an enormous amount of grace. Mm-hmm. And she she shared that grace with everyone in her life. Yeah. Yeah. So. Beautiful. Rest in peace, Lee. I am so much better for having to know you. Oh. And another thing you guys know that you should check out is our Restless Wrap After Show. It's on Sundays at 5.15 p.m. And the story plots with wine are is good it is good really what good. are you liking most right now i still love my i love sharon case i know and she's killing it with that storyline she really is yeah she I, really is when i met her with that's still my star moment of last year i know and we weren't expecting <laughs> we weren't her expecting her on the carpet no and i was like oh my gosh i'm talking to sharon case right now you're the reason why i started watching YNR, but yeah i was actually wondering if you're going to be able to put two sentences together because i've had those moments uh, like, I, oh my god I can't believe I'm going to have the opportunity to speak to, you know, fill in the blank. Tammy, I told, I was like, please do not say anything stupid. Just please have everything come out. And I think I was so starstruck. The first thing that came out of my mouth was like, oh, my God. Well, you're just so beautiful. You are. Like, I couldn't. Th- I mean, I was just so tongue-tied. And then we finally got into it, but our conversation. But she's she's awesome. She is awesome. And I remember when we did the, the Ben Hart opening and you were interviewing her. Yeah. And, you know, that night was all about fashion. You know, Catherine Kelly Lang and, and Dom Zoida and Ben had opened up their amazing store. If you haven't checked it out yet, Ben Hart. It's in Great. Beverly Hills. And, you know, fine Italian leather. Um, absolutely amazing. And so you got to interview Sharon and one of the questions that we had kind of decided is like, what are your favorite accessories? Let's yes. ask let's ask the folks what their favorite accessories are. And you asked her that and she was wearing these amazing earrings. So beautiful. Like these chandelier earrings. Do you remember? I remember. So I when forget. you when you asked her that, she goes, You know what? 
I like a good statement earring. And I thought, oh my God, this is perfect. Because you're clearly wearing your statement earrings She's, right yes, now. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Oh, she was going to ask her, like, what are you here for? She's like, the boots. And I was like, yes, me too. Yes. So, and then Katrina yes, was yes. great to interview as well. That was my first time meeting her and talking about all of her opportunities. But that was such a great event. It was such a great event. Let's go into the chat room for just a couple of minutes because we have something that we want to share with the fans in just a few minutes. But until we're ready for that, let's see what's going on in the chat room. They did compliment us on our piano skills. Oh, thank you. So thank you. So that was from Kenneth. So thank you, Kenneth. We've been practicing for weeks. We have been. And then John says, Leslie is the second Monica. Patsy Ron originated the role and played it. Really? I thought she originated it. So I stand corrected. Thank you, John, for that. Okay. Um, Patsy Ron originated the role of Monica Quartermain from 76 to August of 1977. Awesome. Thank you so much for correcting me on that. Oh, yeah, I see, I see Kenneth's yep. his, his <laughs> nice piano playing Tammy and Chelsea. <laughs> we work really hard for that. We do. Yeah. We do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Folks, we are so excited and so thrilled. You know, if we could have this gentleman in studio with us every week, we would. Yes. Because he's got so many amazing stories. Everyone, we've got Kevin Spiritus in studio <laughs> with us. This, did you, did you okay. get your pillow? Yes. I, it's okay. I, it's, the couch goes like this, so yeah. I'm, Are you, I'm okay. You're going to be okay? I'm okay. All right, well, maybe mic. somebody can come in with the I'm pillow. Good. No, I'm, we're we, we don't we want also, you. We also have a Skype guest today. Yes, yes. And we all, the there he is, Mr. Michael I can't Slade. see him. Anyway, he's, he's, we can see him. I, I'm not, uh, you can't see me. I can't see you, but you can see me. Yes. Hi, Michael. Yes. That's, hi. Hi. How are you? Hi, everyone. Are you in a turtleneck? He is. He's in a yeah. black turtleneck. Okay. It's cold winter your, here. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Mr. Michael Slade and Kevin Spirited, co-creators of the web series After Forever. And Michael's the head writer of the show. Yes, he is. Oh, he's the man. You know, yes, I, in yes. my in my brain, I picture Michael's oh. is so funny. In my brain, I picture you behind literally a typewriter. Because, <laughs> yes, well, because that's I, I can move over to the desk and and, and you know, we could get that vision. <laughs> I'm just old school that way. So oh, I, I'm totally old school. <laughs> we have so many things we want to talk to you both about. Yes, yes. Go. I finished. I watched. And I saw wait, the wait, second you season. Tell me which is which voice, because now I oh, I don't see you. Okay. This is Chelsea. Chelsea. Okay. Chelsea. And amazing. I mean, I the for season eight. No, sorry, season two, episode eight, the last one. I was bawling when you were <laughs> in the ocean, and you were no spoilers. Okay, I won't. No spoilers. I'm, no spoilers. But I was crying. I. Michael, it worked. It worked. I, I guess you, when you were in Dishing Days, Kevin, yes. and you were saying, "Okay, we're." Season three's, and we're talking about it. Oh, it's written. <laughs> it's, yes, written. it's written. It's written. Yes. It's written. I guess, but the story plots, if you can tell us anything, you know, Jason was always there um, with next to Brian, and then 
in season two, not to give any spoilers away, but we finally see, okay, he's ready well, at Jason, the end. First of all, for those, of you, for those yeah. who have not seen the series, and shame, and on, shame you. on you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Truly. Uh, Brian and, and Jason are a, a couple. Uh, uh, they've been married, married for 15 couple. years, uh, and they have everything in life, good friends, family, jobs, love, everything. And um, one day there's a diagnosis of cancer and mm-hmm. Jason dies. So yeah. that's the spoiler we'll give. That's the spoiler you give. But however, this... however, so you know that if, if you're one of those unfortunates who have not watched <laughs> yes. that, um, but the series operates on three levels. It mm-hmm. operates in the present when Jason mm-hmm. is actually dead, but it also operates in flashback. So we learn about the whole history of their relationship. And then it also operates with Jason as a sort of conjured figment of Brian's imagination, who is there when he needs to talk things out. So when you so, were saying that he's always with him, that's, yes, that's what happens. That's yes. what happens. Um, just really quickly, Michael, this is Tammy. <laughs> when you say, you know, the story's operating on three levels, how is that sounds like quite a feat for a writer? Well, you, you have to really be brilliant. <laughs> Okay, 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 Michael, this is Kevin talking. Whatever. It is a feat. It's a juggling act. You know, and it's 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 figuring out, you know, what you know, what is the story that's being told in this episode and how is it going to be best told and what flashbacking is going to be important to tell it and you know, and when when does Brian really need or feel that he needs Jason there. Mm, yeah, and, and, and when Michael and I sat down to create the story, you know, we knew that once we had this element that Jason was going to die, um, we talked about how do you tell the story and how do you get to know these people? So it's present and then you have flashbacks. But then um, for the purpose of healing, Brian conjures him up to sort of, coach himself through like what would happen if Jason was still here and and, um, I guess what I asked you Michael I said you know do you still talk to your 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 my late partner your late partner and and he said yeah I said all the time yeah so it was it was these days but but back then all the time yeah and I think you know we believe that love never dies a relationship never dies Mm -hmm. even if it's not because of death you know when you're in a relationship with somebody it's always there yeah you know you're going to know that person for the rest of your life or their life. So, Well, I have to tell you, because I know that the both of you, this is Tammy, by the way, Mike. <laughs> no, no, now I've got the two voices. You're, you're <laughs> okay, good, okay. All right, who's this talking now? Thing, no, no, thing one and thing, thing two. Thing two. <laughs> <laughs> the Pauls, oh yes. gosh. <laughs> we'll get into the Pauls, because they are flipping hysterical. Um, so when you had talked about, you know, what kind of story do we want to tell? Well, let's tell our story. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's write a a story about our own experiences as our people of, you know, as gay men of this age. And because again, that they're not on the landscape and as a woman of a certain age, Mm -hmm. you know, I can attest to what that feels like. It's exactly the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. We both, both, because we're both. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. 
It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. In so much of media, you know, in popular culture, seen as... (laughs) <laughs> for lack of a better word, sexual objects that that you know once we're perceived as not being that because somebody has determined that if you're not 25 or 30, then you're you know you're not that anymore. Then we disappear. Mm-hmm. Or you're the old man down the hall with a cat. Yes. Yeah. You know that was my line. I know. Well, <laughs> you're taking well, some of my lines. So that's true. <laughs> no, um, but he writes all the good lines. So that's I, I don't take any of those. Um, but also, I you know, Michael and I wanted to create a story about people we knew and story that was personal to us, and we wanted to see us. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we get. Um, we get some fan mail that says, yay, 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 yay. And there's, oh, you know, that's a very specific circle of people. And, you know, it's, um, you know, you're all privileged or something. And I just go, this is what we know. This is our truth. Although, actually, that's not even true. Though. No, they're no, not- a couple of those, a couple of those people. I mean, have- um, but they're not all privileged. And I think that. No, no, but are you right, right. But that's their there's, viewpoint. There's great diversity amongst this. Yes, yes. Socioeconomic, racial, age, even, even some age diversity, you know, um, but Michael and I wrote what we knew. We created what we felt was personal. And you can't – sometimes it's, it's better to stick to that than to go outside of it to – I mean, you can. We do. But, you know, this is the core. I have to say when, you know, I saw season one last year. Good for you. Yes. Good on you. And, and you saw it last year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't this morning in advance of the interview. No, no Tammy, Tammy saw everything. I yes, know that. I saw everything. And, you know, I live in a kind of utopia where I hope one day in the entertainment industry, we don't see age. We don't see the color of someone's skin. We don't mm-hmm. see someone's sexuality. Sexuality. We just see the story yeah. and we experience the story. And that's what resonated with me when I first saw After Forever. Yay. Because it just, it wasn't a story about gay love. Like, no. That never even crossed my mind. It's really a story about loss. Oh my, enormous well, loss. And but it's love. It's love. It's a love story. Absolutely. Depicted and, by. You know, and one of the things that's been incredibly um, gratifying to, to, Ke- to Kevin and and to me, is the fan mail and the audience response, the, the tremendous diversity of our of people who are watching it and loving it, mm-hmm. that it's, I mean, all, literally all ages, yeah, gay, straight, male, female. And, um, you know, it, it kind of gives you a little bit of hope that maybe with everything else that's so screwed up at this moment in our <laughs> right that that maybe we really actually have come somewhere at least on this that when you know when you when you are telling a story that people can relate to those characters as people yeah. they're looking past everything else yeah. and so far you guys done a great job with writing okay i've had a loss how do we overcome it where do you want this story to continue mm. 
If you can't Welcome. say anything. Well, Brian dies. Tragically. Oh, gosh. What? I didn't know that. I quit. Come back no. to haunt Lisa forever. He goes upstairs <laughs> We could do a, I want to see her haunted. Daytime thing, and he could go upstairs to change his shirt and never come down. <laughs> Which has happened to yes, me before. You know, so oh. for fans, you know, daytime fans who, who don't know, Michael wrote for Days of Our Lives. Yeah. So he knows all those little tricks. Yeah. Well, no, but I, I, where it goes is, 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 is taking Brian through the grieving process and mm-hmm. to the point that he is healed that he can, to the point that he can really move on and not just think he's ready to move on and really be ready to move on and start the next chapter of his life. Yeah. I mean, Jason's always going to be with Brian. He's always going to be there. So what? Right, right. And you can't, you, you, as we were talking, you know, you never, the relationship never ends. So how do you figure out your best life forward after forever yeah. is cut short. Yeah. So. Well, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a, actually there's a, a line in one of the openings from season one. And I won't remember which day. Which <laughs> which, what's the line? But, I'll tell you which um, one it is. But the, but it was, it was from a, an article I had actually read where oh, right. about a woman who, an elderly woman who, whose first husband had, had passed away and she, remarried and elderly widower and she wrote about how she felt like she was um a bigamist on oh, a my gosh. because no matter how much she loved this husband she she still felt like on a certain level she was married to the other one and one day she asked him you know or she mentioned it to him and he said oh i feel the same way about you know my ex my late wife and she then said, and then I knew I had married exactly the right person. <laughs> um, which, Ep- that was know, a, yeah. episode five. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I think that that's that's kind of true. You don't, you know, you you can you want to get to the point where you are not you're not consumed with the memory of the of the person you've lost, so that you can be open to somebody else and have a real relationship with them. And and Michael and I. I mean, Michael's had loss like this firsthand. My loss has been through uh, friends, you know, in the AIDS mm-hmm. crisis or um, a grandparent. Um, but the, I, there's no handbook that says this is how you get through it. And I think that's the beauty of what, what the story is and what we've kind of created. And then all the characters that, you know, we've put into this mix. And then Michael spews out these incredible <laughs> paragraphs and you now this dialogue. I mean, I, 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 and I couldn't have imagined having been able to take on a part like this. I, I dreamed about it, but now I get to do it. I just really thank you, Michael. Yes, thank You're you. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I just really appreciate Michael. How each care you respect. As you were saying, Kevin, you respect how everyone's grieving process is mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian holds everything in. At least, you know, there are others that are very out, you know, and bawling and, and angry. In the group of friends. In the group of friends. Yeah, in the group of friends. And everyone has a very different way of expressing their grief. And everyone's got different things that trigger. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you manage grief. Yeah. 
You know, when you lose someone that you love, you you get to a point where you you manage it. And like you have both said, you you don't ever forget and get over it. You've just learned to manage it better. Yeah. Um, but there are still moments in life where things will trigger. A song will trigger. Mm-hmm. An emotion. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the, or an experience. An experience. And that's where you get to see. A location. A location. And that's where Brian ca- is caught conjuring up. You know, I mean, there's a great scene with uh, Riley in the park. Riley's uh, the, the, the little boy. boy. He uh, is something boy. else, yeah. guys. Where did you find that little nugget? Yeah. Um, he's the, great. Uh, Jennifer Rudin. He, he, he's just. Yeah. He's uh, Finn Douglas is his name. Anyway, there's a moment in the park where um, uh, Finn's, uh, Riley says to Brian, <laughs> uh, Brian says, hey, hold on tight. He goes, I know. Jason taught me how to you know, fly the kite. And I go, we both did. And I look over and I see Jason. You know, I, I, I remember the moment. The moment, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful way to tell the story. It's not reinventing the wheel by any means, but yeah. I think the tool that we use it, how we use it is, is very important for the short form storytelling that we're doing. Do you find that challenging? The short form? Or do you think it's perfect for this given It's a good challenge, I think. It's a great challenge. um, um, And I think it is perfect for this. I think it could have been told another way. You know, it could have been written. It could be written in other ways. But um, there's something very, as writer, there has been something very cool in figuring this form out. You know, that Mm -hmm. how do you... How do you tell – how do you make a, a short episode, in, you know, a 10-, 12-minute episode feel to an audience member like they have watched a full thing, you know, not just a scene or two? How you know, that, that it, it really has an yeah. – make sure it has the arc. Make it, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of it is about pairing away. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's what, don't, what don't I need to tell right. the story that's being told today? And, and, and you get a full little mini-movie. You know, which is, I think, exciting. You string them all together. Yeah. You know. That's what I was impressed with because, Michael, and both of you, for Days of Our Lives, it can be drawn out so long. <laughs> and yes, here... This is the antithesis of, of <laughs> But, you know, but, but this, is, this is what's, you know, when Michael and I met, you know, on daytime, they tend to keep the writers away from the actors. Yes. And, and um, it's because, I don't know, why is that, Michael? God forbid I know. the writers and the actors should actually talk to <laughs> Yeah, or be that friends. so or, fascinating. But, you know, there's a whole lot of rules and regulations that you have to follow when you're on the soap and what you can and can't say. And I think the thing that also very was very exciting to both of us was we get to create this mm-hmm. and we get to throw it all out there. And we don't have to worry about standards and practices as far as... You know um, what we can't. We're not even say, yeah. just standards and practices because I'm it's, just going to get on a soapbox for a second because yeah. I do because as Kevin knows I do that. Um, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Uh, no, but but it's not just saying it's it's also it's also producers and network people who are not standards and practices who have their own little prejudices. Right. Um, in in the 2000s, I was at one life to live which is you know no longer on the air and we were not we were telling a 16 year old pregnant story and not allowed to suggest abortion as a possibility mm-hmm. right. and that was that was you know in in you know in the 2000s and it, it's just sort of like we, what's wonderful with this is we we got to say we got to. We, we're getting to do it the way we want. Right. Yeah, yeah, keeping it real. Real. Yeah. yeah. As we can. Yeah. Let's take this opportunity. Yes. To 
because you mentioned Finn. Finn Douglas. Finn. Let's talk about the cast. Okay. Please. Oh. How on earth... You mean our Anita Tony Award Gillette, winning or Emmy Award winning like, fabulous actors? Anita. Anita Broadway. Yeah. Tony Anita, nominated yeah. for my one of my favorite Neil Simon plays, Chapter Two. <laughs> I was like, oh my you know, god! And if you you when when at whatever point you meet her, tell her that because when she and I had a phone conversation about doing this, would she be interested? And I loved Chapter Two and had seen it multiple times, and. She on the phone said to me, "Whenever anybody says they saw Chapter Two, <laughs> I know they know what I can do. Oh. It's one of the few times I've been given that kind of a role. Yeah. It's so. a phenomenal play. It's such oh. a great show. Yeah, yeah. Well, she she's, she's a phenomenal actress. Uh, Lenny Wolpe, who plays her husband, um, they're he's, so good together. Yeah, he's oh, he's a God. a doll and." Uh, Katie Huffman, who plays Lisa Hansen. Um, Tony Award. Tony how, Award. Did, how did you, how, what? You just picked up, you was like, okay, here's my wish list. And then you just made phone calls mm-hmm. or how? Mm-hmm. Wow. Largely, largely. And, you know, and, and one of the things that, I mean, you know, there are a lot of people that Kevin or I or both of us had some connection to. Right. And then others that we didn't. And we just went after. Yeah. But well, pretty much. Oh, sorry. The, the running thing was when people read the scripts for season <laughs> one, they said yes. And I, I think nobody ever said no to us. Did they? I mean, the only thing people, well, people they could, were not if they couldn't do it, they, they wanted to do it. Like Mary Beth, Mary Beth, conflicts, Peel. But yeah, Mary Beth Peel was, um, we asked her to do something in the first season and it didn't happen. She was ready to go and then fell out. Mm. Uh, we had um, uh, some other people. and But, you know, I'm a believer that the role is yours. You know, whoever ends up doing it, it's your role. Mm-hmm. And, um, you but know, the, the, the cool thing was, was that it was, they were so, people so responded immediately, to yeah, what we were, what we were creating. Right. And they said, I, you know, I want to be a part of this. And Mitchell Anderson, who has retired from acting, who lives in Atlanta and opened a restaurant, restaurant. and he's very successful. He's got a couple now. He's got yes. two, uh, yeah. Metro Fresh. Yay! Yay. In Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia, go see Metro Fresh. Um, eat at Metro oh, Fresh. Eat. See Mitchell. Um, but I, I, he's I, so handsome. Too. Yeah, he's he's a sexy he's guy. So <laughs> <handsome>. <laughs> My fake husband's pretty hot. Um, that's what we call each other. But I had turned to Michael, and we were kind of thinking about you know, I, I knew for myself I wanted to be able to jump into this role with someone and not think about having to get a you know a rhythm going. You know, is there any chemistry between? I just said maybe Mitchell will come back, and he goes, "Would he do it?" And I said, "I'll call him up." And he, you know, he just responded to the story immediately, and I'm grateful. You know, he's just so delicious in the role, and he's so. It's a good word. He's yeah. so yeah. he's yeah. so that role, and he, yeah. and you know who gets to do that kind of role, and you know, and we get along, and we just have fun, and I don't know, it's great. And um, and then we have Mary Beth Peel. She plays my mom in season two. Yes. yes. And um, we've got uh, uh, Jim Newman makes a return. And um, I, w- I just thought of someone else who I just uh, was going to say. Oh, and, Aaron. And, well, Aaron. Aaron Cherry, of course. Aaron Cherry, who won, won the Aaron last yep. for season one. Outstanding supporting actress. And we have a new person. He was actually the, in the last scene of, of season one, the uh, last episode of Season one at the last Mom. scene, uh, Mike McGowan, who plays my new love interest, he's and so he's good. really yeah. good. And um, uh, we all just well, 
I don't know. I'll let you lead. And, the, then, and there's the the friends. There's yeah. Peter, Peter Kim and, yeah. and yes. Don Mason and and the two Pauls, David Dean Petrell and Jameson Stern. And um, how Aaron, did you come and, up with the two Pauls? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, we were. I, I remember the day it happened. I don't remember how we were talking about it, but I know that it was. It was like. Oh, they should both have the same name or something. I mean, we, I just, you know, like, and, and then Michael said, yeah, Paul 1 and Paul 2. And it was like, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe I can't remember. We didn't and, record all those conversations, but they happened. <laughs> What's he doing? Is he making and, a and, and then in, 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 And then in season two, it, uh, writing it, realized, <laughs> oh, Paul 1 and Paul 2, it, it does remind me of those Dr. Seuss characters. Yeah, yeah. And so we play with that a little bit. Yeah. For those of you who haven't seen it yet, Jordan, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so last year, five Emmy wins. Yeah, we yeah. had eight, yes. we had eight, eight Emmy no- nominations. nominations and well, took away and five. And we really couldn't win all eight because... Oh, yes, Kevin we could. We could have tied. Nominated. We could have tied. I'll take well, two. Yes, I'll take two. It Come doesn't on. happen very often. It's you were time. the darlings. Well, you were know, the darlings last year. Brenda and Katie were nominated. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sharon and Katie were nominated. Yeah. So, you know, they were... You know, we... Almost won everything. <laughs> I just remember, you know, being in that little yeah, you were the, right there. The press group. You were right there. You know, and Michael was there, mm-hmm. and and again, the winner. You know, and the I Emmy. Mean, Michael Mattis. Yes, yeah, Michael right, Mattis. Right. You know, and we're both backstage Aww. going. <laughs> so the first one, first win. I don't remember who well, was the first one. Well, Aaron Cherry was, was the first, first one to win that night. Aaron Cherry won Outstanding Supporting Actress, and you know, we had been nominated for other. You know, contests and festivals and whatnot. And we had always had these nominations, and we kind of like walked away with one, maybe two. And the moment they called her name, I and looked Kevin at Michael. I, in fact, and, in fact, before, just before you get to, yeah, I mean, uh, literally on the way to the Emmys, I, oh, yes, I, yes, I, yes, Kevin, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just get rid of the expectations yeah. for this time and just. Let's just go have a blast and enjoy the fact that we've got these nominations. Yeah. And then they called Aaron's name. And <laughs> I looked at Michael and I said, we're going to have a good night. We're going to have a good night. I don't know. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just, I awesome. could, you know, it's like the moment that I just felt it. It was a great night. Yeah. And, and now we've got eight, eight pre-nominations. I mean, Emmy pre-nominations for, for all, the acting category. all eight of the acting uh, actors that we submitted. So That is amazing. Yeah. I just yeah. cannot um, wait. I cannot wait to see how this so is going to go. Maybe this year we'll have some ties. Yeah. So. Well, hey, let's take it. Let's you know, but the, the categories have also opened up for us this season. They have. So have we not only have lot. not only do we have digital uh, um, uh, actor uh, um, what categories, but we've got um, what is it? Uh, di- um, cinematography. We cinematography. What they're the, the Academy is slowly the, trying to merge merge. The network daytime the stuff yes. with with the digital yeah, and the so categories. In, so. In, in their in their start steps towards that cinematography and art direction and editing and um, editing some of the in that world that that world of, of awards are are now combined category. Right. So we we really we tossed in a lot of peoples. So for folks who haven't seen the sh- the show yet, shame on you. Shame on you, first of all. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Um, why should they watch After Forever? Oh, because it's the most amazing piece they're going to watch this year. 
because they're going to be moved because they're yeah. because mm-hmm. it's because it's going to touch you. I mean, it really yeah. it's going to it's it's going to make you think about life differently. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's a story that is you know none of us in this little game called life are going to leave here without going through this. Yeah, and you know it's sort of this quiet you know unspoken pact that we make that we don't talk about death until it's about to happen. So this is about love and loss and moving on. And I think that, I mean, there is a lot of great content out there. I, I, I watch it all. I really do, whether it's digital, whether it's cable, whether it's network. I don't. He, he doesn't, does. but I report back to him. He references it, and I go, oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> But I have to say, um, and there's some great stuff out there. I'm really, I'm, Michael and I are so proud of this. Uh, yeah. uh, we're so excited about I mean, when we stand back at the back side of the theater and, and, you know, we're watching the screening, I just look at him and I go, did we did that? I know. And, it's, and, it's, and, and I, I kind of remove myself from it because I know it's arresting me on a certain level. And it's not just because I went into it to act it or to create it or help raise money for it. I just – I'm so arrested by everybody's commitment, everybody's performance. And well, it's clean and it's real and it's going to move you. Where and can... from what's so interesting, you know, from day one um, of when we of shooting the first season, there we, not only the, I mean the cast, yes. but the crew. Yeah. I mean, the crew. Our each season has been as committed to this piece as Kevin and I are, and and every actor has been yeah. down to you know to our our extras and you know we're we're little you know. Roles with fewer lines. Um, uh, But people who offered us, and immediately it becomes this: where this, it's this family, and 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 it's they're responding to the story. You know, they're responding to this is something I really do want to be part of, and and it's touching me to be part of. And I think that that's what then resonates with our audience, with the audiences. Where can people find find the show? They can find the show, season one and two, on Amazon Prime. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they can also find it on BingeNetworks.com. And uh, first <laughs> season is on there, and second season is coming very soon. Very soon. So, yeah. And All that's right. a pay-per-view. So you don't, you know, if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can also get pay-per-view. Um, okay. Amazon Prime, we're in the United States and the UK. Yes. Thank you. And the Binge is worldwide. Anywhere in the world. Perfect. Now, Michael, you're not on the socials, are you? <laughs> It was talking about the typewriter that gave me away. Right? Uh, okay. He's a very social person. <laughs> but, Kevin, where can people find you? Okay, they can find, uh, well, first of all, they can find the show, AfterForeverTheSeries.com. They can find it on Instagram, AfterForeverTheSeries. They can find it on Twitter, AFTheSeries. Facebook is AfterForeverTheSeries. I am KevinSpiritus.com, and I'm Great. Kevin Spiritus on Facebook. All right. Michael. Michael said on Facebook. Great. In, in case you get cut off, Michael, thank you so much for Skyping in and joining thank us. Thank you. Love you, guys. Great to see you on the red oh, carpet. And, and thank you to the, the guy that I've been looking at this whole time. Oh, <laughs> You got it, man. Uh, yeah. It's been a pleasure looking at you this whole time. <laughs> Chelsea, where can people find you? 
You can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Chelsea Overrocker and on Twitter at Chelsea Overrocker. Oh gosh, and you can find Soap News Weekly, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, Soap News Weekly, and you can find me on Twitter at Tammy Govea and Insta Tammy Govea. Thank you, Thanks, everyone, Tammy. for all your support. Thanks. Kevin, thank you for being in studio. Thank you. Take care. Chelsea, bye. Love you. Bye. bye. <laughs> Founder Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.